Tzachim daf Lamed Aleph five lines in the bottom of Lamed Omnen Beis at the Mishnah. Nachri Shelbi Zisual Chimtzai Acha Pesach Mutbanah. If a guy lends money to a Jew before Pesach and he keeps the Mashkin as chametz in his house, and the Gemara will explain that not only was the chametz of the Yisrael left in the house of the Nachri as the Mashkin, but he specified that if I don't pay you, then the chametz should be yours from right now, and therefore if it's a Gia, the due date of the loan, and the Yisrael doesn't pay, so it's in the spiral of Mafreya, that this chametz actually belonged to the guy the entire time, and therefore after Pesach, it would be Mutabana, because it's not chametz Shabbalah of Pesach. The Yisrael Shilvis Nachri al Acha Pesach, However, if the opposite way happens, that the Jew lends the money to a guy, and again, he takes a mashkin of his chametz, so the guy's chametz now is sitting in the Jew's house the entire Pesach. In addition, like we said, the Maskan Sekumar will be that if he said, I don't pay you, then the chametz should be yours from now, and therefore, it's considered like the Jews now, since he doesn't pay him after Pesach, therefore, after Pesach, it's also by now because it's considered like it's chametz she'avol of Pesach. And Rashi just points out, the Kivit and Matazim of Lepari, once it gets to the time of Piroin, and you don't pay, and now you're going to go and collect from this mashkin, it's also not any collection effort, because it's already by the fact that he left it by them already, therefore it's a Glein Milsa that was originally his from the point that the Mashkin was left in this house. And therefore, if the Mashkin was originally the Israel's but was left by the Nachri, it's considered the Nachri's from the beginning, and therefore there's no problem of Bali Yorah, Bali Matzeh, and therefore there's no problem of Chamed Shavala Pesach, and it's the opposite way that it was a Goyz Chamed that's left by Israel, then it's considered the Israel's from the original point, and therefore there's a problem by Yorah, Bali Matzeh, and it'll be us by now because of Chamed Shavala Pesach. And the Gemara brings a memory, Itma we learned, Balchayiv, if there's a case of Balchayiv, Rashi says, Hamabat Chaveri, someone lends money to his friend, and the bar created a shibud on his nechassim, which means he basically gave him a mortgage on his kaka. And Rashi says, that if I don't pay you at this point, then you could go and collect from a nechassim. And then what happened was that the time period came and the loan was due, and he didn't pay him cash, and therefore now the lender is coming to collect from the kaka. So Abaye says that when the lender goes and collects, it's considered like he's collecting from the original point when he got the mortgage. And Rav says that it only happens from this point onwards. That's when it's considered that it's collected. And Rashi uses the terminology of Chazaka. Like Rashi says, And according to Rav, What's going to be the will discuss about that. And the Gemara states, And we turn to Lamed Aleph, Amid Aleph. And the Gemara just said that even if you rub it, it says, and therefore, it's really considered that it's Leiva's item and it's kaka until you go and collect it. However, Leiva could still not sell it at that point because he has a shibud to the Malva. And therefore, even if he does sell it, and therefore it is a sale at least for that time being, but Avada, the person who has the lien against it, could go and collect it from the new buyer and take it away even without paying money. And even if he was Makdish, by Hegdish Lechayr, there's a Chumrah that if someone owns something, Lechayr should be able to Makdish it. How can you take something out of Hegdish? The Territ says, because like Rashi says that even though surely at this point the kaka belongs completely to the loyva and it's the borrower's kaka, but it's not considered bershusai and benigea hegdish, it has to be something that's yours and also in your shus, like it says in the passage, ishkiakish is basic kaddish, ma basic bershusai, ap kol and therefore really it doesn't become hegdish at all. However, the Gemara says that even so, you have to go and be pirate from hegdish, you have to actually redeem.
redeem it from Hegdish with a small amount of money in order that it doesn't look like someone's taking something from Hegdish without paying anything and that's the Sukzeir Drabana. But Avada, Midiraksa, you don't even have to do anything because you have a lien against that and therefore you really could take it out of Hegdish without paying anything. And this idea, they have to actually pay something to Hegdish and be paid it with the Dovimut is based on a Mishnah in Erechen, that's not. Maisev Aydina, Upaida Esan Achosim Ha'elu. And the Gemara says, Kipligi, where's the Machlekes between Abai and Rav, what's the Nafkamina? The Zavim Malva, the Kaddish Malva, where the actual lender sold it to someone else, or the lender was Matish to Hegdish, and this was done prior to the time of Purayin, and now the Malva wants to back out. So Abai, Amal Mafreya, Ugaiva, since it goes to Mafreya, therefore, Kivina Matazimni Vlai Pari, once it gets to that time, and he didn't pay, and therefore now he takes it, and the lender now keeps it. It shows us to me. Karbish Shusava was considered like his all along. Vishapa Akdish Vishapa is and therefore the Hagdish was good, and the Mechir was going to camp back out. It only goes from this point forward. And Kiva, the Iluhavale Zuzi, having Salakleb Zuzi, is Shtakak to Hashtakakani. That since if the Laiva, if the buyer would have had money at the point that he had to pay it back, he would have just paid to the Malva some money, and therefore the Malva wouldn't have gotten this Kaka. Therefore, it's only at this point that he couldn't pay back. At that point, I have a right to this Kaka, but not before him, and therefore my original sale and my original Hegdish was done in something that was Bala I didn't have any rights to that. And the Gemara says, How can you say Rav says it's only goes in Kalamabah? If Ruben sold a field to Shimon and he took on it a Christ, which means Ruben told Shimon, If I have anyone that goes and takes this field from you because, for example, I owe them money and they had a mortgage against this property, then I'm a to give it back for you. It's like a guarantee on your deed because it was not subject to a mortgage. The Zakhnilabimilva, but Lamaisa, what happened was Shimon didn't have any money to pay Ruben at that time, and he took a responsibility to pay Ruben at some later day, basically gave a note to Ruben. Umais Ruben, then Ruben dies, but Lamaisa Shimon didn't pay yet his responsibility to Ruben. Now someone who is owed money by Ruben comes, let's call him Levi, with Tarflame Shimon, and goes and collects and he wants to collect the field from Shimon, and therefore Vasa Shimon but Shimon says to Levi, instead of taking the field, I'll give you the cash equivalent. So Dino would also be Reuven. Now the din should be that the, the children of Reuven are Yashin for unbelievable Shimon. They'll go and tell Shimon, We, Lemaisa, owed $1,000 for this field that you owed our father. And therefore you still owe it to us because even though you paid Levi with cash, you can't say that was the cash that you owed our father because our time is that we wouldn't have given this money to Levi itself because therefore you should still owe us the money that you owe to our father. The Gemara says, Rav Shimon, if Shimon would be smart, he would just tell them, I really could give you this land instead of the money that I owed your father. I'll give you back the exact kaka. And right after I give the kaka back to you, then I'll go and retake it from you because like Rav Nachman says, if you suddenly go and collect kaka because they had a debt from their father's debts, and they go and collect actual kaka. Then Baal Chayv Chayv Even though this didn't, that the metal of the Yasmal Chayv Lemishtabdi, but actual kaka that belonged to the father either at the time of Misa or they get it at some later point, but it really belonged to the father because he had a Chayv. So then any Baal Chayv could go and collect it from them. And therefore, Shimon could say, really at this point, I give you back the kaka since your father took responsibility to have a Chayis if someone goes and takes back this kaka and you now took back the, the kaka because of the Chayis, now I could go take it from you. And let's see the words in Rashi. If Shimon was Bikach, I can't pay you back the money I owe your father, but I have Kaka. 
Now that they go and collect this land from Shimon, it must be that they weren't only owed metalton from their father, from the chayv of Shimon, but they actually got kaka. Now Shimon should be able to collect that from, from them as well. Now, of course, even though we're saying it in this way that Shimon has to go give them the kaka and they could take it back, but of course it's just a taina that Shimon says, and therefore he could keep the kaka in his rishus. But the Gemara says like this, if you say that the din is by generally when you have a lien against a property and you take it back because you're collecting on your lien and it goes all the way back from when you took your chayas up to it's true and it makes sense that they could further go and collect it from the Yarshim it's considered like they collected this money at the time that the father was alive and therefore it's considered like the father's kaka now he can take it back if the whole concept of a mortgage is that once I go and collect it that's the point that I own it but not before then then when the Yarshim go and take that back this kaka from Shimon based on the responsibility he has to pay back their father why did he say that Shimon could go and retake it from the Yarshim it's considered like the assignment bought a brand new piece of land and therefore there's no din on that piece of land that it's Meshubit to the Bachayv of their father and Lechayr since Rabbah was the man who said that how could he now say this idea of a Bikayach Shimon and the Gemara responds really Rabbah generally holds Mikanu Labohu Gaiva however Shani Hasam the Amalu Keichet Mishtabanu Hulavuchad Mishtamin Nalu Bachayv Davuchad Midrab Nasan the Tan Rab Nasan Eimim Nayin Leish B'Chaveir Madu Chaveir B'Chaveir Shemitzim Nizav Neisel Zeh Tamalayim Vebenasan Lasher Oshemloi that there's a standard in of Shibud Rab Nasan which says that if Ruvain owes Shimon money and Shimon owes Levi money then it's considered like Ruvain owes Levi money and therefore over here also both by the case of Rab Nachman he says and the case that we've just brought where Reuven sold the field to Shimon and then Shimon goes and pays back the Achrayis of Reuven to Levi and now Shimon wants to say they took care of the responsibility of the Arshim that's not based on the din of Mikanal Abogaiva it's based on Shibud Ram Nasan and Rashi explains as follows where Rav Nachman said that the Bachayv could go and recollect from the Arshim because the Bachayv why do you even get this kakas? Only because your father was owed a loan. Just like your father was owed this property because of he, the borrower, the borrower from your father. This exact kaka was actually owed to me as well because I was a lender to your father. Then this person that owed money to your father really owed it to me as well. Therefore, my Shibu came before your father because of the Shibu Dramnasan. And therefore, in our case also, what's the difference? It would be me or someone else. Lemaisa, you're right. I owed your father. Your father owed me. It's considered like I owed myself the money. I still have the right to take this property as payment for the Sheba that your father has directly to me. And the Gemara now continues and tries to bring another Raya against Rava and a Raya Tabai that says, Now we learned in our Mishnah, if a guy lends money to a Yisrael and he takes his Chomets, the Yisrael's Chomets, as a Pekadin, after Pesach, it's Mutabana. So 
says very good. If you say that the Nachri is considered like he got it originally at the point that he took the Shibud on the Chomets itself, then it's considered his at that point. Therefore, I'm to make sense. That's why it will be Mutbano, because considered the Goy's Chomets, since at this point, after Pesach, it's a Goy Muslim affair that the Goy originally owned it. Therefore, now it's not considered Chomets Shavala Pesach, and therefore it's Mutbano. If you're going to go like Rava, that it's only going from this point forward, the entire Pesach was owned by the Jew, and therefore it should be Chomets Shavala Pesach, it should be also Bano. As the Gemara says, it was always in the Shusha of Yisrael. The Gemara answers, you're right, in a case where the guy actually didn't have the actual Chomets in his Rishos, then you're right, it was be Yisrael because but over here it was a case where he actually placed the Mashkin in the guy's Rishos, and like Rashi explains, because now that it's in the guy's Rishos since before Pesach, Rashi says, the time shouldn't have like Taurus Mashkin, it's considered like a Bachoyv, is Koyna Mashkin as long as it's in his Rishos, it's considered the guys, and therefore it's considered Shachoy Ataroya, Avataroya, Shalachem, Shalgabaya, and there's no problem of it being Chomet Shavala Pesach. The Gemara says, Let's say this Machloik is a Bayan Rava, is a Machloik Tanaim. Yisrael Shilvan Lachriachim, so if there's Yisrael that lends money to a guy and his Picard and his Mashkin is the Chomet of a guy, La'acha Pesach Ena'ivir, the din is, there is no Isana on this Chomet after Pesach, and therefore if you had a after Pesach, you're not Oiva, which is against our Mishnah. But from Rameya, we said, that Oiva, you are going to be Oiva after Pesach because of Chomet Shavala Pesach. So, my love, the machlekes over here is when you didn't give it actually to the guy. It's actually not sitting by the guy's rishos, and therefore you don't have the svar of bachayv goyin mashkin. And this case is not similar to mishnah at all because on mishnah it was kishareno esloi, and that's why the debrak call in this case you would actually be over in our mishnah. But in this case we're talking about where it wasn't by the guy, and therefore the machlekes is going to be based on the standard machlekes between a bayi rava the mass of the mafreu goyva that says your over is because he holds you considered like you collected originally right before pesach. And therefore, it's considered the Yisrael's Chomets, and that's why it's going to be Oiva. However, Masav and Mekan Labo, the Tanakhama, that says you're not Oiva in this case, is because it's considered the guys until you actually collect it, and therefore, it's not Chomet Shavala Pesach, and that's why it's Mutabana after Pesach. Dr. Marvit Hisbur, you can't tell me that's this far because Amos Sefer, let's see the Sefer of this Brysa. If you have the exact opposite case where Nachri lends money to a Jew and he takes his Chomets as a Bikhan, but it's not in his house, Lacha Pesach, to be called Oiva. Both the Tanakhama and Rameh agree that you can be over in this case, and if you can have a noy after Pesach, that you're going to be over because of Chomish Abulava Pesach. But the Gemara is that if you're going to say this Brisa is Gufa Machlekes, the same as Abay and Rava, if it's Mikan Labo Goyva Lamafreu Goyva, then Vahipchumi Boyle, Lamada Omahasam Enoiva Hacha Oiva, Lamada Omahasam Oiva Hacha Enoiva, Lachaira, it should be the exact opposite of the original case. Then this case, since it's the guy that actually loaned money to Yisrael, and the Jews' Chomets is what is the Actual Picardian now the Shaila is Lamafreu Gaiva, or if it's Mikanu Labo Gaiva, and therefore according to the Mandam that said before, that's Mikanu Labo, and therefore you're not Oiva, over here it should be Oiva, because it considered the Jews' Chomets the entire time. And according to the Mandam over there that said, you're Oiva because Lamafreu Gaiva, so over here you should not be Oiva because it's considered the guys' Chomets the entire time. And we turn to Laman Alpha and Bez, Alhakabai Skinka, and Shireno Eslav, Kamifli, Bedrab This price is also talking where the Chomets was actually placed by the lender himself, and therefore the Machlekes is based on Rabbi Yitzhak. Like Rashi says, that Rasha and Seifus Kshirenu, Athel, Belayirenu, Dekule Amam, Kanalabogoyva, really everyone agreed to Rava, that if it wasn't in the actual house of the lender, then it would be only Mikanalabogoyva, and all of them would agree that it would be dependent on whose Chomets this was originally. If it was originally the Goyz Chomets, then it would be
be mutter after Pesach because it stayed as the guy's chametz until the yid actually collected it. And if it was the yid's chametz originally, that would be us after Pesach because it was always the yid's, and therefore it would be chabin shavala or Pesach, and would be us by now. However, in this case, since it was already by the lender, therefore the Amr we go like Rabbi Yitzchak. How do you know the Bachayv is considered like he owns the Mashkin itself? Shanam, it says in the Pasuk, it should be for you as a Tzedakah by the fact that you have a Mashkin by you and you give it back to a poor person. For example, if you have a blanket in your house and you give it back to the poor person at night to sleep with, even though you have full rights to it and it's considered like you have ownership, you still give it back to them, it's considered Tzedakah. And therefore, if it's not considered that you actually acquired it and it's considered yours, Tzedakah Minayin, how can you consider that Tzedakah? You're just giving back his own property. Therefore, you see that a Bachayv is actually Kainu Mashkin. And therefore, Tanakama saw the Tanakama holds. Hani Mili Yisrael Mishrael, who the Karina Bay Lachati Tzedakah. The only time we say this concept that it's considered like you own it is only when the Yisrael is borrowing money from the Yisrael and the lender takes a Mashkin. Then it's considered that the lender is considered like he has full ownership because it's possible Lachati Tzedakah. Al Yisrael Menachi like Kani. But if Yisrael takes a Mashkin from a guy, then it's not considered that he actually owns it because he has no responsibility to give it back to the guy to sleep with that night. And therefore, the Torah never said that a Bachayv is, is kind of a mashkin. That wasn't the Kiddush of the Torah. And therefore, the Chayyel of the Tanakam, and that's why, in this case, we Yisrael took a mashkin from a guy, it's considered like it was a guy's the entire time. And that's why there's no Issa afterwards, because it was always considered the guy's, and it's not considered Chavim Shavala or Pesach. However, for although you're 100% right that the Svara of Yitzchak only applies to a Jew from a Jew, but the Maisa, we have a Kavachayim. If a Jew from a Jew is considered like he owns the mashkin, so for sure when a Jew takes a mashkin from a guy, it's considered like the Jew owned it from the beginning. And therefore, in our case, since it's considered that the Jew owned this mashkin, so therefore it would be an Issa after Pesach because it's considered like Chamishavalah Pesach. And that's a pshat in the ratio of the Brisa that's a machlek between the Tanakam and Ramea. But the Sefer that says, where guy lent money to Yisrael and he took a mashkin from Yisrael, then after Pesach, everyone agrees that you can be Ivo because over there for sure, Hasan Badin Nachim Yisrael Lakani. There's no question that a Bachayiv that is not going to be kind of Mashkin when it's a guy trying to acquire something from Yisrael. We never gave that in, and therefore, since it's considered like it was Yisrael's the entire time, therefore everyone's going to have to agree that you're Ivo because it's considered Chum Shabbalah Pesach. And now that the Gemara said this Sfarah, therefore we have to go full circle and come back to our Mishnah. Because we just explained the Brisa that we're talking about Kishorena, that's like, exactly like we explained our Mishnah, we're talking about Kishorena, that's what, which means that the Chumas was actually placed in the Rishus of the Lender. So why is it that our Mishnah doesn't have Machlech between Amei and Tanakama and says a different din than we just said? So the Gemara now goes back to our Mishnah. Tanakama, we learned in our Mishnah, Nachri Shilvi Yisrael Chumtzai, Acha Pesach we said, if a Nachri lends money to a Jew and it was done on his Chumas, which means that the Chumitz was already placed by the Nachri's house, and after Pesach we say it's Mutabana. Now, the Gemara says, It's true that you already placed it by the guy. We just said that everyone agrees. By the case of a Bachai being Kaina Mashkin, we said that a guy from Israel is definitely not Kaina. So it's not considered the guy's Chumitz at that point from the beginning of Pesach. It's considered the Jews' Chumitz from the beginning of Pesach, especially since we hold like Rabba, Mikan Rabba, Hugaiva, and therefore, how can you say that it's going to be Mutabana? The Gemara says, 
exactly like the Brysa. The Brysa was referring to a case where you only placed it by the lender, but you didn't actually say that it should be yours me'achshav, and therefore we go with that svara of Balchayv is kind of mashkin or not. However, our Mishnah isn't discussing the shayla of Balchayv is kind of mashkin or not. Our Mishnah was specifically where he said, I want you to be kind from right now, and that's why if you go through the Mishnah, it makes a lot of sense. Where the guy was the lender, then it's considered the guy is right before Pesach, and therefore it's not Cham Shavu of Pesach, and that's why it's Mutter. And if it was Yisrael that was the lender, then it's considered that it was Yisrael's Cham, it's from before Pesach, and that's why it would be also to use after Pesach. And the Gemara says, Where did I know? How do you know that this is actually a Chod? The Tanya Rebbe Bryce, and Nachri Shehur, and that passed Purani, Eitzel Yisrael, in Oiva. If Nachri deposits a loaf of bread by a Jew, you're not Oiva, and Bali Yerod, Bali Matzah. But if he says it should be yours, then you're going to be Oiva. Now, Maishra Reisha, Maishra Sefer, what's the Chod between the Reisha and Sefer? Allah, it must be exactly this case. Shani Hechad Amalei Machshav, Hechad Loi Amalei Machshav, Shmaminah. In the second case, it said, then you can be over. Why? Because he said it's considered yours from this moment. Therefore, it's considered Yisrael's, and therefore you're over and by your by your However, if you didn't say that, then it's considered the guys the entire time, and therefore there's no Israel by your by your Gemara continues with a seemingly partial Gemara. Tanur Rabbanan, Chanusu Yisrael. If you have a store that belongs to Yisrael, or Molay Shal Yisrael, the merchandise that's in the store also belongs to Yisrael, or Pail and Achim, Nichnasul Sham, and the workers that are going, that are always there, Chamish and Nimshin Pesach. If you find Chamish that's there, after Pesach, you say, because you say that must have been the Jews. And of course, it's going to be Asubachila because it's Chamish Shavalah Pesach. Now, this merchandise we're talking about is not dry goods. We're talking about Yayin and Chamish, like Rashi points out, since he sells Chamish. So, therefore, you say it must have come from his merchandise. Chanush al if you have the exactly opposite case, you have a store of a guy, Umalay shal and the merchandise belongs to a guy, and the Jewish workers are coming in and out of there. Chamish Shavalah Acha Pesach, Mutabachila, and Chachlayim Banah. Of course, it's going to be Mutabachila and Hanah because we are told that this Chamish that you find must have been the guy's chametz, and we continue with the next mishnah. Chametz enough for my pilots. If you have chametz that you for sure that there was chametz there, and you surely see that now a rune fell on it, it's considered like it's destroyed and removed from there, and therefore you don't have to go dig it out and take it out and be mevayed. The only time we're talking about is only if a kelav can't go and actually dig it out and find it. So therefore we say that's considered mevuya. However, if it's at the point like we can see, which is less than three tefachim, when a kelav could smell it and therefore potentially bring it out, so we have a problem where it might come out on Pesach, and we require you to dig it out prior to Pesach. Even in the first case where it's under the rune, you still have to be battle it. Why? Because maybe someone will actually dig it out on Chalmud, and it'll come out that you can be Oiva on Chalmud that is in Rishus on Pesach, and therefore be battle that you'll never be Oiva on Balirah Balimatzah. The Gemara says, Tana Kam How far does the Kelv dig down? Shloish Tvachim, Three Tvachim, Omele Rav Achabedra, Rav Ashi, Hadam Shmuel, that the dinner Shmuel that says, when someone's watching Kesef for someone, the only proper Shmuel for that is only by placing the Kaka, and if you don't do that, and you're a Shemachin, you'd be Chayiv on Gneva Veda, do you need to be Tvachim or not? Over here it's bread, and with something that's Chametz, and therefore there's Reach, and the Kel could smell it, so therefore you need to be Tvachim that the Kel shouldn't be Mechapis Achim. But Hasim, Shemachsuri, Me'enahu, over there the Svari is because it has to be covered and hidden from people that no one should come and steal. And therefore, you don't need to be talking with Kama. How much do you need? From the town of Sikhra says, Tefach, all you need over there is a Tefach, and we will stop over here.